Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Today we look at the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And today's account refreshes our hearts with a wonderful truth that God most certainly provides. And so today we're going to look deeper into the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 and put ourselves into this account. And as we do so, we'll see how this text applies to us today as Christians. And so in the account of Jesus feeding the 5,000, we not only sit with the crowds and receive the gifts of Jesus, we also stand with Jesus like the disciples as givers. Because what did Jesus tell his disciples when they came to him and asked him to send the crowds away to get something to eat? He said, you, you give them something to eat. You see, that's how our Lord works. That's how he continues to work even today. Reminds us of John chapter 21, where Jesus says to Peter, you feed my lambs, you feed my sheep. But there's an important difference here because not all are called by Jesus to be pastors as Jesus was training those 12 disciples to be. But you have all been chosen and called by Jesus into the priesthood of the baptized, the priesthood of all believers. He has given you places to serve and all the many vocations that he's given you to live out in your families, as friends, as workers, neighbors, in your church family and so much more. In those roles, you too stand with Jesus for those around you in this world. And what has Jesus told you to do? Well, actually, it's quite simple. Just as simply as Jesus told the twelve. They're hungry? You give them something to eat. They're in need? You help them. Love them. Love all people, no matter how much they get on your nerves. Love your neighbor and even your enemies. Ask where you can help. Do good to all people. Be compassionate. Be caring. Be humble. And above all, forgive. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. You Last week, you heard Pastor Sippy speak about how the best sermons are the ones that we live out in the world. As we let the fruit of the Spirit flow from us through our service to our neighbor in need. And so in Matthew 14, we see this play out as Jesus tells his disciples to give the people something to eat. And Jesus takes what they bring him, that meager five loaves and two fish, and he makes it enough. He makes it more than enough. But what do we often say in response to Jesus telling us, you feed them, you do this? Our response is exactly like the disciples. The next words out of their mouths are, we have only. We have only. When our lives are lived with that attitude and premised by, we have only, we find ourselves peering over at our neighbors, checking to see how much more they have than we do. There never seems to be enough. We're never satisfied. The glass is always half empty. We live with chronic anxiety, greed, and stinginess with what God has given us. Have you ever been caught seeing your life, seeing your circumstances the way the disciples did, and saying, we have only? We all have. 
We say it about our personal lives, about our possessions, about the things going on in our lives. We have only. We say it together as a church family as well. And in my 10 years here at Grace, I've heard it said, and I've even sinfully said it myself. We have only. But in all those situations where we're tempted to say, we have only, what we fail to see is that what we have is God. We have the God of the entire universe, the God of abundance. And he's given us this sure and certain promise that together as a church family, he's given us everything that we need, both body and soul. And we can trust that as we faithfully give back to God of our time, talents, and treasures, that he will make something bountiful out of it, that he will make it a blessing not only to us, but to our whole summit community. And we can trust God's promise to provide because we can see his compassion for his people. God is an ever-giving God in his compassion. We see that today in our text. In our text today, Jesus had just learned of the death of John the Baptist. And he wanted to go by himself to a desolate place as he was grieving the death of his very own flesh and blood cousin. Instead, the crowds had heard where Jesus was going and they gathered there to meet him. But the reaction that Jesus had was not one of anger. He wasn't irritated with these people for ruining his alone time. Instead, we read that Jesus had compassion on the crowd that had gathered. He healed them. He taught them. He didn't send them away in their need, but he had them stay knowing that he had everything they needed for body and soul. That love and compassion of Jesus is shown to us today as well. It's shown to us today through Holy Communion. Now this text doesn't necessarily speak about Holy Communion, but it certainly parallels it. For Jesus took the bread, looked up to heaven, gave thanks, broke the bread, gave it to the disciples who gave it out to everyone who had gathered. And everyone ate and was satisfied. Again, these actions certainly parallel Holy Communion where our Lord says to us, take and eat. Another miracle. A miracle that that we partake of every single week as he feeds us with forgiveness, as he changes our hearts, as he gives us new and abundant life. The promise of his Holy Spirit, all gifts that are found in the giving of himself to us. Just as everyone was satisfied with the meal and the miracle in our gospel lesson, so also in Holy Communion, everyone is satisfied. We're satisfied because of the promise that whoever eats of Jesus' body and drinks his blood has the forgiveness of their sins and has the promise of eternal life. When Jesus feeds us with himself, we are more than conquerors in every situation we face in life. Because Jesus is the bread which sustains us eternally, we are convinced that when life throws something bad at us, when we're going through all the crazy stuff we're going through right now, when terrible things happen, when death is coming close in our lives, when we seem to be so overwhelmed, there is absolutely nothing that we can face that will separate us from the love of Christ Jesus. Christ is with us so that we can never see any situation as hopeless but rather hopeful. You know, even when all that the crowd had 
was some meager fish and bread. God fed 5,000 men plus women and children. And so we don't need to worry about God providing for us. Matthew 6, 31 through 33 says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. When we bring our meager gifts to God, our ordinary talents and gifts, when we bring the simplicity of who we are to God, he does mighty miracles through our lives. But you know, oftentimes we have that mindset that there are certain things that we just can't do for God. We may think to ourselves, who am I to tell others the good news that I hear in church every Sunday? We may think, like Moses did, that we're not good enough speakers to tell others about Jesus. We may have that attitude of, we have only. That's the wonderful thing about this account of the feeding of the 5,000. Because we can see through this account that Jesus and God can work through anything. God can use your inadequacies and mine, and he can work miracles through them. We often ask, where's God's action in my life? And the answer to that question is that God's action is all around us. God's action also comes through us. Remember, Jesus said to his disciples, you give them something to eat. You and I are often the means to help others. Our hands are the hands of God. Our mouths share the word of God. The same God who has placed the resources into our hands will continue to do so. And so with that in mind, may the Holy Spirit enable and equip each of us to see the reality of God's miraculous work all around us. Because of the saving work of Jesus Christ, who laid down his life to give us abundant life, we have all that we need for both body and soul. May the Holy Spirit enable us to live in the reality of God's abundance and equip us each and every day to say, we are satisfied. Amen.